Hey everybody, welcome to the good, the bad, and the nerdy movie podcast. I'm your host, Tom. Today we're talking about a bad movie. Now, we're talking about bad movies. There's a lots of different types. And when I, 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 you know, there's so bad it's good. There's movies that are could have been good, but, uh, you know, something went wrong. There's movies where you they had everything available and they get worse so off the mark. It's ridiculous. And then we have ones where it's, I guess they just thought they were, they were either on autopilot or just thought, oh, hey, this person's funny. He can make it funny. I'm talking about from 1995, no, 96, starring Polly Shore. Yes, a Polly Shore movie. It's called Jury Duty. Now, um, if you're familiar with Pauly Shore, uh, there was a period of time where he was probably one of the biggest successful comedians in Hollywood. Uh, his father and his mother owned, you know, started the comedy store in uh, Los Angeles, which is one of the biggest comedy clubs still to this day. A lot of major comedians got their careers from working at the comedy store. <clears throat> his mother, Mitzi, ran the place very successfully after her divorce from her husband and and uh, Polly literally lived above the uh, the club. Like as he used to say the stories, he'd have to come down in the middle of the night to complain to uh, Richard Pryor that he had school the next day and he was trying. He had a test, and they needed to be quiet. This would be way, this would be on three or four in the morning because, well, that's how late you know things were going back then. So, uh, so Polly himself started his own com- comedy career, I believe, in the mid to late eighties, and uh, got a show on MTV called. Uh, Chilling with, uh, with uh, Polly, and uh, he, he developed a sort of persona called the Weasel, which is kind of this crazy, rocky, rock, rock, rock fan slash uh, hippie slash stoner guy, and it was literally just a comedy persona. You know, it's like one of those things that it's kind of a throwback. Some comedians still do. You know, Larry the Cable Guy—that's a character. You know, the idea of you've got your performances as a character. And, uh, you know, his comedy would be based around the character. So, about the early 90s, he started, besides his, as the show was successful, he was also getting, he managed to get some movie deal. Like, he, he had a small part, I believe, in House Party 2. And then Encino Man, which uh, he was one of the co-leads in that with Brendan Fraser and Sean Astin. And that movie was a big hit. And based on him being kind of the breakout character... He got a big picture deal for like several movies. Now, when I said deal, it means that they signed him to several movies. Problem is, there's a point where you can kind of run out of ideas. And occasionally, it, all of his movies are very hit or miss. You know, this happened to quite a few comedians over the time. Like they would get a, they get successful, and they would, they'd kind of quickly be finding themselves getting uh, movie after movie getting churned out, and some would be good, some would be bad. Like you know, and he had some pretty fun ones. Son-in-law was actually a pretty funny movie, like you know, fish out of water kind of scenario. In the army now, similar situation. You know, <clears throat> Paulie Shore goes to the army. Once again, you, you're getting the it, it's kind of Ernest-esque vibe where you know we're getting kind of in some really bad you know like well let's just take him and put him in a weirder scenario that he would never be in. And those movies are okay. Uh, Biodome is basically him and. Uh, Stephen Baldwin basically playing, you know, Paulie and a uh, stoner Stephen Baldwin stuck in, you know, trapped inside a biodome because, you know, they thought it'd be funny. It's, yeah, that's another one where it's stupid but funny enough. The problem, though, with this one is jury duty. Now, jury duty, it's 
here's the premise. Polly needs to go. Uh, Polly gets, uh, needs some place to go, so uh, he's been kicked out of his parent, his mother's house by I think he, her boyfriend, and he decides to sign up for jury duty. And Sim, because he's homeless, he needs a place. He gets on. He manages to get himself on the most complicated, long case, so he can be someplace to stay for so many months. Because they said this case may last for months. That's the one I want to be on. And it turns into a, co- a comedy about him being on the jury. Well, there's only so much you can do with that. It's not like, and it's not like a Twelve Angry Men parody. It's literally him just being an idiot on a jury for the entire movie. And at one point, he dresses up as like a prostitute trying to solve the murder. It, it, see, here's the problem. Uh, there's comedy. You know, if the jokes are funny, the the premise can work. This was clearly they thought you know might be funny. But they didn't really have much jokes with it. And there's a certain point where as good as Polly Shore is at being his character, which, by the way, I give the man credit. It's it's very difficult to play this kind of part. Especially, by the way, let's point out, at this point he's been getting a little older in age, so he doesn't look like some young, stupid teenager. He's, you know, I think 30 by this point, or, or approaching 30, if he wasn't already 30. You know, he, he, and he looked a little bit older. You know, Polly Shore had, by this point in life, become more of a uh, kind of a party, you know, nightclub you know, uh, I wouldn't call him like a Kardashian kind of celebrity. The point being is like he was, he was just as known for hitting like, you know, rock premieres and hanging out with porn stars and stuff like that. You know, he had kind of a, just a uh, tabloid life as well. So you get him in this movie and, you know, you can tell he is trying his best to make this work. But whoever, you know, the directing, the writing, there's nothing going on in this movie that screams funny. It's like the jokes aren't funny. He makes a... There's a lot of OJ jokes throughout this film, and I have a feeling that when they came up with this idea, you know, the OJ Simpson trial was starting to go on, so they thought, hey, what if Pauly Shore was on the OJ jury? I mean, that's literally what this seems to be a slight parody of. The problem is the OJ jury was so parodied enough on Saturday Night Live, on The Night Show, and so forth, like, there wasn't much material left to work with. <laughs> so when we're talking about, like, bad movies, we're, I mean, it's like, a, a com- when a comedy's bad, it's really bad because comedies. It's all, you know, you know, you can make the argument, well, com- it's all about your taste in comedy. But if it's boring and the jokes are just not there, why even make the movie? I mean, there, there, there's a reason there aren't many courtroom comedies, you know, aside from, say, My Cousin Vinny. And, and that's from the lawyer's perspective, not from the uh, jury's perspective. You know, if you're dealing with a jury, I mean, there's, you know, there are other movies about juries that aren't that funny, and that's because the concept is there's less you can do if you're dealing with the jury itself. You can make jokes about, oh, well, he's not sitting still in the, in the jury box, always oh, annoying the judge, oh, he's uh, acting, he's saying stupid things because, well, uh, they gotta have him say stupid things. It's, it's something that, you know, it's cliched, and the thing about it is, it's something that might work in a five-minute sketch on Saturday Night Live, or on a TV show for like ten, maybe ten minutes, but not ninety minutes. And I don't even think this movie's ninety minutes. I think they probably had to trim it down further just to make it watchable. But let's let me be honest. I have sat through some really dumb comedies. I love dumb comedies. It's kind of a it, there's a certain comfort in watching something stupid, but it's got to be funny. If I can laugh at least three times in the movie, I will say it's a good movie. I never laughed at this movie. In fact, I had to turn it off. I one time rented it and didn't finish it. And then I finally finished it years later because it was on television. I was like, 
I might as well see if this is worth uh, you know any other more of my time. No, it's not funny. And now, like I said, I'm not blaming Pauly Shore because he's made good movies before and after this. This is not his fault. You can tell this is some executive at a movie studio. Like, well, we have this deal with Pauly Shore. We need another Pauly Shore movie. To, and I believe it was released in the spring. Now, <clears throat> there are certain times of the year when you they what you call the dumping grounds. Uh, usually uh, late summer, early fall, January, and then early in like mid spring. Now nowadays it's a little bit different. If you weren't a movie, you know, nowadays you know they'll put a movie. If it's a big enough movie, they'll put it whenever there's just a slot, so they're not in competition with each other. You know, it used to be they would try to program movies against each other. And in the early, you know, back in the mid '90s, you would get a lot of your kind of lowbrow comedies, usually in the spring. And really, that would be the the you would expect your your silly comedies in the spring. It just seemed to work that way. A lot of it was, you know, they usually have a Saturday Night Live actor in them. Like a lot of Adam Sandler's movies were always like uh, late winter, early spring kind of deals. Like I remember Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore both came out in the spring, and that's just because he was doing Saturday Night Live. He had the summer off. He shot the movie, and they sat on it rather than put it in. You know, it's not something <clears throat> you you wouldn't put Billy Madison in uh oscar season but you could put it in the spring you know just like tommy boy tommy boy was made in between um you know saturday night live seasons and they released it in the spring when saturday night live was on so they could you know run commercials at the same time as as chris farley and davis baby and on saturday night live you know now here's the thing Paulie Shore at this point doesn't have a show on MTV to promote this and the thing about it is, is like he's already kind of at the has it's not a has been <clears throat> career ender for him he, yeah, that comes up a little bit later but the point is by this point his career is not where it should be and this movie demonstrates <clears throat> you can't just put Paulie Shore on something expect everyone to laugh automatically you know there's a reason why there haven't been a lot of Larry the Cable Guy movies you know we, we, we may cover some of Larry the Cable Guy's movies later on <clears throat> there's a you know this is the period of time when earnest movies had kind of gotten been petered out to death you know this kind of concept let's take a funny guy with a character and just ring it to death in movie after movie and this is something that has to be you know this is a studio problem you know they used to this is a recurring problem you'll see in a lot of actors over their careers in the comedy genre like i like good another good example like you know john candy made a bunch of movies in the mid 80s all were most of them were pretty funny but toward the end they started running out of steam occasionally he'd make something really good like uncle buck but then he'd make something like uh tragically it was one of his last movies wagons east you know the, uh, a genius can't pull something out if the if there's nothing there So, I'm not even bothered talking about the plot other than, you know, it's Polly Shore on a jury trying, and the, is the guy innocent? Is the, I mean, it's, it's, it's irrelevant. The, then you get the idea, they didn't really care, you know. Yeah, it's just something, let's have him try to do something silly every few minutes. The problem is, is there's nothing funny in <clears throat> what he, what's going on. It just doesn't work. It's not, it's not trying to be serious. He's, and you can tell he's on autopilot. He doesn't care either. And once again, if I'm in this movie, I wouldn't care either. Especially if, you know, I'd be like, just give me the paycheck and get out of here. This is, <clears throat> you can get an idea like, you know, he didn't, he probably did it because he had a deal and he kind of had to do it. If you're probably a short fan, please look at some of his other movies. You know, go watch Encino Man. Go watch uh, In the Army Now. Go watch Son-in-Law. Those three are really fun. Go, go watch Biodome. I know some people think it's terrible. I think it's funny. Uh, it's dumb. 
but they embrace it's dumb. This one, there's no embracing. It's just, it's literally like they had to give somebody something to do. And, you know, sometimes, you know, just, I mean, I'm glad some people got paid, but at the same time, it's just like, it's a waste of time. So, um, uh, if anybody here is a fan of this movie, tell me what you thought that was funny, or tell me, because like I said, I know comedy is subjective, and, but, you know, usually a good movie, you know, a studio will test a comedy. Test screenings are a good thing. I've said for, you know, some people are like, well, test screenings are bad for comedy. But if you talk to a lot of good comedy directors, like, no, they want a test screening. They love it because then they, it's just like a stand-up. You, they want to test, you got to try your, your uh, routines over and over again in front of audiences to see what works and what doesn't work. You can't just randomly throw something in and hope it hits. So, yeah, a lot of good comedy directors say, yeah, we love test screens. We can find out, hey, <clears throat> this joke didn't you know, work with three different screens. You know, we tried it three times at bomb. We'll cut it. This joke worked. Uh, we didn't think this joke would work, and it worked really well. You know, that's that's what you're supposed to do. I don't think they test screened this. If they did, they probably got a terrible test screen, just, but they, <clears throat> they'd already made it, you know. So, once again, if you, uh, if you are a fan of this movie, please, you know, hit me up on Twitter, uh, good, bad, nerdy pod. Tell me what you thought about this movie. Um, if you agree with me, uh, feel free to comment as well. You know, like I said, I'm not bashing Polly Shore. This is not a bash on Shore. This is a bash on people who thought who uh, may, who, who were else involved in this movie. So please uh, hit us up. Uh, please give us a review on uh, Apple, on Spotify. You know, whatever you're listening to, hit us up. I hope you enjoy this. Uh, my name's Tom. Uh, this has been the Good, the Bad, and the Nerdy podcast. See you all next time.